Welcome to Changing the Sales Game podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. Thanks for tuning in today. As you listen to the show, you know, I get it, man. That word sales throws people into a tailspin. It's that icky thing that we have to do to make money and survive. And it's a necessity. Well, I hope to make that navigating that sales, that icky feeling that to shift that mindset from that ick to really, we have to start coming and selling and sharing and working with clients from a place of love, care, and respect. And to help you do that, of course, I have a gift for you. So if you go in the show notes, I have my communication style assessment. I have to tell you, it really is life-changing for the thousands of people that have taken it. You'll get two reports. One will spotlight just your natural superpowers and kind of how you show up and how people perceive you. And I don't know about you, but if people can see us or we can communicate with people so they understand us, we just do a better job in life. So you also get a second report, which spots like your lowest score, which are typically people who communicate like 360 degrees different than you. That report um, will shine a light on a blind spot or blind spots that you might have kind of important information as well. So again, go in the show notes, the link for the communication style assessment. It is my gift to you. And I hope it helps you change your mindset so that you approach your clients and potential clients from a place of love, care, and respect. Now, my motivational quote today to set the tone for our topic is by Ruth Faisal. And Ruth says, everything that is created begins in the mind. Now, in 2020, during the height of COVID, right, I had the time because no one wanted me, but I had the time to write and publish my first book, which was called ESP, Easy Sales Process. And it's just my signature seven steps to sales success. Success. Now, it did hit number one international bestsellers in several countries. I did not do that alone. I had the help and guidance of my wonderful guest today. Now, since that first guest three years ago, the itch to continue to write has grown, but only as being part of three anthologies. And the last one I was actually the uh, host of. Now, working with other authors on these kind of joint projects was the next step for me and actually for my business. And here's what I've learned through the process of becoming an author. And, and let me rephrase that, a published number one international bestselling author. So as a leader, organizer, or coach, your followers look to you for motivation, inspiration, and guidance too. And that's to help them move in a positive direction, whatever your zone of genius is. Now, investing, I'm sorry, inviting them to join you in an anthology, which is just a collective of or collection of essays, um, offers so much more than getting published and building real authority. So my guest today, she's the expert. She's my guiding light with this. Her name is Kathy Davis. Now, Kathy uh, found uh, Davis Creative in January of 2004 and expanded their services to include publishing in 2008. Not her first rodeo. She's been doing this for a while. Now, Davis Creative Publishing uh, added a division, uh, is, is a sought after industry leader where she's helped over 2000 authors publish and nearly a thousand of those authors become number one international bestseller. Uh, Kathy believes it's when we share our stories that we make a difference in the lives of others. Now, Kathy is a board member of her local national speakers association, the NSA chapter and co-dean of the St. Louis NSA Speakers Academy. She's also a longtime member of the Professional Women's Association and the Dames with me. Uh, So please help me welcome my good friend and honestly, my life-saving coach when it comes to publishing, Kathy. So Kath, thanks for being on, kiddo. 
Well, thank you. My gosh, such a lovely introduction. Thank you. Hope I can live up to all that. I know, man, the pressure's on sister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's start. So everybody really does um, get to know you and just, just as some background, Divine intervention is real, right, Kath? So I was networking when COVID hit and I had had written this book I had taken off the shelf and I had it edited and I had hired someone to do a cover and I was like, oh, what do I do now? And networking, I met this woman on Zoom uh, who was out in your area, St. Louis area. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, so she goes, what are you you up to, you know, chatting? And I shared, I have this book. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. And she said, you have to meet my friend, Kathy. So a couple of things I just want to point out here. I met Kathy 10 minutes into a conversation. I'm like, you're hired. Uh, the other piece of the puzzle is I had met with a couple of other publishing houses that were substantially more expensive. They didn't do what she did. And you, I wouldn't have gotten Kathy, who immediately I connected with. And it's been really amazing, you know, for the past three years, getting to know each other. Again, four books in and um, you never cease to amaze me. So that's a little well, bit of history. Yeah, yeah. Kathy, you're amazing. You, you and your team are just gems. And it, which I think in our industry, and when I say that, just publishing and doing online courses and coaching and all these things that we do out there, um, there's a lot of ick. And, mm-hmm. and I find people who are not ick. <laughs> so um, you're just one of those that you kind of, you're, you're important to me and to my business and to me personally as well. So first question, with all of that said, how long have you been involved with the publishing? I want people to really understand the depth of your knowledge. The, the first book we did for one of our clients was in 2005. Um, his, he, is a, he actually is a, a sales training coach, but he's retired now. And his son, uh, it's Tom Riley, was the original. And he's headquartered here in St. Louis, Tom Riley and Associates. And but from that, it was amazing how, you know, just kind of synchronistically, once you do one, people go, oh, wow, cool. How do we do that? And progressively then over the years where in 2005, where we were maybe 10 percent publishing, it's now 99 percent of what we do on a daily basis. It's everything that comes through here either is a solo book or an anthology. I was able to mentor under a woman out in L.A. who was the COO of Merit Publishing. Her name was Jan King. She she passed about six years ago. But from her, I learned the traditional publishing side as well as it was a 2008 was about the time that Amazon and Ingram came out with their DIY independent publishing opportunities. And I was able to mentor with her. And by working with her on one of our client books, she was the publicist for them. And it, it's been invaluable information for us. And of course, it's one of those industries, just like you mentioned, when I give a talk about and do a training on publishing, the title of my talk is Navigating the Wild, Wild West of Publishing, <laughs> because it truly is. You, you know, it's not a regulated industry. And quite often, once someone figures out how to upload their single book onto Amazon by themselves, create their own cover by themselves, they think they're the expert. And then they put out a shingle and it says, oh, yeah, I can help you publish your book. And we clean up a lot of those messes. You know, people may try that once and then figure out, wait a minute, I'm missing something here. And for me, it's a lot like insurance. I never know what to ask my insurance people. And I get that a lot with our authors. You 
As a new author or aspiring author, you may not know what questions to ask. We help you figure out what to ask, and we answer those questions for you. And you're, I, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, when I was searching for, you know, the different, how, how do I, how do I get published and all of this? And yeah, I could have done the Amazon thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a technical person. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. I find zero joy in that. So it was like, mm-hmm. ugh, I, I really, I thought I really have to think about this because this is going to take a lot of time. And I was trying to rebuild my business because of COVID and shift from this live version of myself to ha- all this digital mm-hmm. stuff. And it was like, yeah. really? So you, you're, you're at this crossroad of time. It was an element of time. Mm-hmm. So I started investigating. And I have to tell you, Kath, some of these publishing houses were $25,000. Yes. And I thought, yeah. man, I am not going to make that money back for years. I can make that 25000 take that money and put mm-hmm. it into my business where I'm going to make that back a heck of a lot quicker. So all of that investigation, I have to be honest, I was really defeated. I felt very defeated mm-hmm. thinking, you know, you write this book and, and you have it edited. You spent the, I spent the money to do all that. And now it's like, really, I'm putting it back on the shelf. Like that sucks. So it, it, I, I can't imagine. So here's, here's my take, Kath, on why I think our conversation today is so important. How many people have done what I did and that book is still sitting on the shelf because it's overwhelmed and the cost was cost prohibitive in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Because you're never going to get that back from a book initially or quickly, right. unless you're James Patterson, right? Second piece of the puzzle is, okay, I have the money. I want to do this. I really want to be a published author. And then you start talking to these publishing houses and it was utter confusion for me. So w- when someone's confused sales, right? That's my world. If you have a client or or a potential client in front of you that's confused, they ain't making a decision today because they're like, I don't know, this feels so uncertain, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I sat with you within 10 minutes, I was like, you gave me information I didn't even know, but you answered questions that had I had been confused by these other publishing houses. Mm -hmm. And that's why within 10 minutes, I thought, whoa, you've been what I'm looking for. So I, I really want people to understand whether you have a book in you, you have a book on the shelf like I did, um, really tune in because Kathy is just, her zone of genius is cl- is taking this complicated wild, wild west. I like that visual and simplifying it for, I was like, oh, that's what that means. Oh, that's what I have to do. Yeah. Because it, it we make, I think people make things sound more complicated to make them more value added. And to me, that's the reverse. If you keep it simple for me and can get the job done, you're my kind of person, right? So next question, anthologies, because I think this is mm-hmm. for anybody thinking about publishing and you're like, I have no idea. Let's talk about the anthologies because I think a lot of my friends are now published authors with you. They came in mm-hmm. through the anthology and now they're doing their own book. So it's a nice way to tip, right? Tiptoe uh, kind of into this. Exactly. Path. How, yeah. many, how many have you published and, and what's your take on the whole anthology world? So we're currently producing our 30th anthology right now. Um, In in the beginning, we used to sponsor our own anthologies, which basically means I pick a topic, I go out and I find 30 to 40 people that want to write a chapter uh, with a positive ending. That's important for us is that we're offering a sense of hope and inspiration in these books. These are very much like the chicken soup for the soul books, but- When you come in like Connie did and sponsor her own, that makes you the publisher. Because as we did with you, we set each of our authors and our sponsors up with the anthology as your own independent publishing company. 
that allows you to keep 100% of the royalties and all the copyright to the book. But by asking another 30 or 40 people to join you, that allows you also to spread those expenses out. And I, and I call it my three C's because what I've noticed most about these anthologies is that, one, you have access to a new community. There's another 30 to 40 authors in the same program as you. And we, we organize meet and greets through Zoom because the authors are typically across all time zones and usually a couple or two from foreign countries that join these types of books. And through that, you can get to meet each other. You gain new referral partners. You help each other, send each other referrals. And all at once, your, your sphere of influence has expanded. And as we've mentioned before, typically each of us knows at least 2,500 people. And if you can then do the math, <laughs> somebody other than me that loves math times that 20 or 30, just imagine how many additional author or contacts you'll have just by meeting these authors. So that's the first C is community. The second C is credibility. Because we run each of our anthologies through the Amazon bestseller campaign, each of our anthologies, the last 25 probably have been the ones that we've run through the Amazon bestseller campaign, have always come out either international bestsellers or number one international bestsellers. So it's a great opportunity to be able to get that new moniker and add it to your email signatures. You add it to your resume. You add it to your credentials. You've expanded your credentials. And then the, the third aspect, third C that I like to talk about that is kind of the sprinkles on the cupcake because you don't realize it's happening is an added level of confidence. So as a sponsor, if you have a group of followers and you can either build this program into something you already have or add it as a value added offer to your followers, quite often you'll get someone that'll come in and say, well, what do I have to say that anybody wants to hear? Or I don't know how to write, how am I gonna do this? Well, we, we have people that help you with that. But as people start, as the initial naysayers go, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? And we assign them to a writing coach. By the time they finish their chapter, you see them smiling and excited that, oh, my God, I finished this. I can't believe I wrote 1,500 words on one topic. And, and 1,500 words to one person is, oh, I can do that in five minutes. And, but 1,500 words to somebody else is like, that's going to take me five months to do. <laughs> but by working with our writing coach, they learn that it's really only a couple hours by the time you finish it. So it's, I, that confidence explodes by the time they get to the end of the book. It's so true. And I'm giggling because I had published my own book, right? Mm -hmm. We did that first. That's how mm -hmm. I met you. Then there was an anthology that we did July and October. It was called Bright Spots. Mm -hmm. And it was really trying to share stories of inspiration because we were in a tough time in September of 2020. Right. We were, it was scary. People were dying. There was no cure with COVID. And like, it was, you have to go back in time, right? We, it was unknown. And mm -hmm. I remember you approached me because we just got along and you said, I really think you have to be part of this anthology. And I said, I don't know how to write an inspiring story. And you said, <laughs> yes, you do. And so she, she hard, yeah. she hard me there. Right. But we laughed because I, I said, yes, of course, I'm going to do this anthology. 
And I remember uh, getting a signs, uh, Kay, my, my buddy Kay. Mm-hmm. And I got on the call with her and I said, Kay, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I didn't even have an outline. And she goes, let's just talk. And I said, okay. And so the bright spots was, what is your inspiration of moving from point A to point B, right? When you've had distress mm-hmm. in your life, like COVID, how did you come through the other side? And I thought, I don't have a system. I don't know what I do, right? I just do it. And so- Kay asked me a whole bunch of questions. And by the end, she said, okay, so here's your outline. I was like, what? And she had just from our conversations, the Mm -hmm. questions she asked, we had created an outline and she took my words. We transcribed the session and that was the foundation of my chapter. And then I just had to go in and clean it up. It was a remarkable experience because this was, I know sales. But talking about how I move when change hits me hard, what do Mm -hmm. I do? I never thought that I even had a system. So this is the power of having a coach, Kath, and why that was, then that's why I was part of another anthology and then why I agreed to host my own um, anthology because the writing coaches really do take that angst and that there's no way I could do this. And to the point where you're like, what? I've got an outline. This is easy, right? And surprisingly what we work with a lot of speakers and trainers and coaches and what we'll find is by going through that process with a writing coach all at once one either they may have a new talk that they can now you know this is the outline their chapter a new talk or they may have the beginnings of another new book and so it's it's like a whole you can take that content and the each of the individual authors always owns every word that they write so they get to keep that copyright but then you can then make that evergreen. And after the launch of the of this book that you're in, then you can take that out and do whatever you want with it. Do the talk, expand it to a book, do a newsletter, do a, a blog, whatever you want. And so it becomes an evergreen. It's an opportunity that you can multiply and spread out beyond just the book. And you don't have to do this. But me as the host, I granted access to all the chapters, to Mm -hmm. all the authors, so that when they go out and promote their chapter or do their signature talk, that then they could give the gift, a PDF or whatever of the the book or get the hard copy and give it away. Mm -hmm. They're nice, nice giveaways. Um, But then it ain't also for me, right? It's all about the sale. Somebody could read my chapter and say, oh my gosh, my business is looking too let me, let me reach right. out to Connie. So I think that's the important piece too. It's a nice calling card. Um, I didn't have to do that, but you know, I'm generous and I, I mm-hmm. want everybody to succeed. So to me, it's like, well, wait, if we could continue to promote each other after the launch, why wouldn't we? We loved each other, right? We fell right. in love with each other as authors. We created this amazing project together. Why wouldn't we continue to support each other? Mm-hmm. For me, it's always about network, right? And just, I wanted to comment, one of your words was the community. And you know, I'm all about community. Mm-hmm. So our book, my anthology was Ready, Connect, Grow. And it was all about how do we network and grow? And why is community at our soul level so important to us to share that inspiration out into the world? Now, my next question, Kath, because this to, to build on that piece, why are you so convinced? And I know you are because you've convinced me of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way, yeah. just through your passion, right? Mm-hmm. You're so convinced that sharing our stories can change lives. Why you're in the you're in the trenches with this. What have you seen from that perspective of these life changing events mm-hmm. through these books? I and it gives me goosebumps just you asking me that question, because whether you're a contributing author, it it I've seen where it will help you get release of a story that maybe you've been carrying for a while. Mm -hmm. It will also, because in the process of working with our writing coaches who each, by the way, 
are not only writing coaches, they have undergraduate degrees in journalism, but they all have also either MSWs in social work or they were former therapists. We have one now who's a PhD in child development who's retired. They help you not only with the writing process, but they help you process what it was that you might have gone through Mm -hmm. and turn that into your own hero's story. And as a process of doing that, it allows you to release those old negative thoughts and come into a more positive perspective of what may have happened that for the long time may have been a negative, but now you see that it was actually a a blessing in disguise. That's one reason. The other thing that I've seen is when a reader picks up one of these books, they find a connection. And you mentioned that a second ago also. During the pandemic, there were two things that people said that they missed the most or that they'd lost. One was a sense of hope. And one's the sense of connection. They've lost their community. That's the other thing that this book does is not only are you building a new community within the authors that are within the book, either as a participant or as a sponsor, but you're also the readers that now read your chapter. Every now and then, and usually a couple of months, I will get an author who's been in one of the anthologies. The book is out there. People are buying it. They've given it as gifts. They'll have a reader read their chapter. And that reader will reach out to them and say, thank you so much for sharing your story. Somebody gets me. Somebody understands what I've been through. And reading your story helps me see it in a new light. And it's just that ripple effect. Or as you mentioned, someone will read a story and go, I really need to talk to this person. You know, she seems to be able or he seems to be offering something that I need. And maybe they can help me figure out what to do next. It's it's that whole concept of, Stand up, speak up, and lift up. Mm-hmm. Extend okay. a hand. This is a way of extending a hand through the power of writing, through the power of words. It's a way to share the wisdom that most of us don't think we have, but we actually do. And there's somebody out there that needs to hear that story. What do you think is the biggest reason that non-writers shy away from this writing, even that one chapter? Because remember, I was a non-writer. I, mm-hmm. I much prefer to speak then yeah. write. I keep, somebody says, Con, I need to interview. Sure. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, whatever. You can ask me anything. And I always have an answer, right? I'm, I'm good on the fly. You say, Con, I need you to write like I did with Kay. I was like, I was like, all right, Kath, I'll do this. And then I get in front of Kay and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what she wants me to write. It was, and then just speaking through it, all of a sudden you have this chapter, but what do you see? I know I'm, I wait, let me rephrase. I was mm-hmm. gonna say, I'm not a good writer. I am a good writer it's easier for me to speak than write. So what do you find though, most non-writers, why do they shy away? Is it fear? Like what, what do you hear? Here in in the U S what I have noticed a common denominator is two things. You either had a teacher in school that had a heavy red pencil and all you were trying to do was to get, you know, noticed and get praise from this teacher, or you may have had a over overly stern parent. Mm. I know um, I'm in the Midwest. I've lived in probably every state here in the Midwest from Texas up through Missouri. But the having a parent that says, you know, don't speak until you're spoken to Mm. translates into don't write until you're told to. Mm. And so there's a lot of people who are just afraid to take that step because they've been told either, oh, we're going to find something else for you to do because you're not a good writer. Mm. I had someone tell me that it was math. Um, and at fifth grade, you know, those little things stick with us in the head. And so from then on, I just said, I don't know math. 
And where actually I find myself doing more math the older I get. And it's like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. But those historical little snippets from when we're a child and, and all of us want to do do good, basically. You know, if especially if we're a type A high achiever, we want to step out and show our best foot forward. And if we've never written or if the only thing we've ever written was in high school or college, it's intimidating and it can be. You know, it's it's a, some people are meant to write, some people are meant to speak, some are meant to, you know, make cars, you know, be be the engineer. And I know um, my right brain is more active than my left brain. So I can, it's easier for me to be a creative and come up with the ideas and stand in front of a group and talk than it is to sit down. I, a couple of the books I've offered to, and I did this with your um, Ready, Connect, Grow. I wrote the foreword. And I have another one that I have, I've been asked to write one of the chapters in and write another, a foreword in another book. And I'm a little like, oh, I got to do this, don't I? How am I going to do this? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a writing coach. Okay. I'll let her help me. And you're in the business and you feel this I way. I know. Yeah. yeah. Anybody listening, it's it's easier than you think. Really, really, it is easier than you think. And and one last question, because we're almost out of time, but I think this is the important one, right? This is changing the sales mm -hmm. game. People who listen to the show are sales, or they have some sales responsibility of leadership. And I truly believe that the book has helped me grow my business, but grow my confidence in my business. And I've been in business 21 years. So that's saying something, right? So how does an author make money? What is the return on the investment from writing? And let's say a chapter in an anthology, because it's a gentler mm -hmm. entryway. It, listen, man, if you've got a, a book in you and you're listening to the show, go for it. That is truly my advice. But if you're like, this sounds really good, I'm getting excited, I don't know what to do, I would start with an anthology. So talk to me about, but what is that return? Because it is time and money that we're spending for this stuff. What's the return on the investment? So the biggest return, and we've had one author who's been in four of our anthologies through the pandemic. And she said, Kathy, that's how I kept my business going. Mm -hmm. She's in financial services. And so her it's important for her to get those leads. And she she actually sat down and reached out to every person that was in each book that she was in, connected with them through Zoom, because during the pandemic, that's all we had. And those people became referral partners for each other. And that's one great way, one of the benefits. The other way on the return is, you mentioned earlier, so we give each author a PDF of their chapter sandwiched between the cover front and back. We highly encourage them to use that as a lead generator. Put it on your website. Use it as a free download. Get that email address and start expanding your leads that you can communicate with for business later on. The other great opportunity is each author is able to buy their books at author pricing, which is at cost plus shipping and handling. And then they can turn around and sell those books themselves for a profit. So typically it's around 7 or $8 per book that the author expends, and then they can turn around and either match the retail price that's out on Amazon, or let's say the retail price is $16.99. If they decide they want to put a, a handwritten note in a signature, then they can turn around and sell it for $20. I see a lot of authors doing that. And it becomes a, a collector's item at that point. Once your autograph and once your note is in there, people are going to keep it. I've also, there's an industry standard that actually came out from NSA that said people will keep your book 
10 times more often than they'll keep your business card. Mm. And I have one speaker who has said he got a gig during the pandemic based upon the fact that someone turned around and saw his book on their bookshelf and said, let me call, get this guy and see if he'll do a Zoom call with my team. So you just never know. It's going to come out. Yeah. And the other thing that we didn't share, and I, I think you do this as protocol, I'm not sure, but the link tree, right? Yes. We found link tree yes. and I, and Kathy and I talked about it. And I said, I think we should put our link tree QR code at the back of each chapter mm-hmm. so that even if someone picks up the book, the anthology, Ready, Connect, Grow, six years from now, everybody's link tree will mm-hmm. be up to date with their web, like if they've rebranded their website or mm-hmm. they've changed their email. So it remains fluid so that it's not like, oh my, that website's dead. That book is useless to me. Well, not if you put a QR code with it, with something that can update like a link tree. And now with the AI, this is such an easy thing that we can um, maintain right within these books oh, now yeah. with QR and stuff. Yeah. yeah now we, yeah, at your suggestion, we did it with your book and now we do it with every book that comes yeah. through. It's yeah. a no brainer. And, and I think that's the other thing, right? That's my sales mm-hmm. minds that at work, mm-hmm. like Kath, how can we use this long-term? What if, cause I had rebranded in 2020 and I mm-hmm. thought, you know, I, my, my old book had my old website. Should we go in? And I think we went in, I think uh, Jack did that for me. We changed it to the QR code um, mm-hmm. in the back of that book too. So that's another thing. Once it's on Amazon, you go in, you can make those changes and updates, and then it, it remains relevant over time. So these are the little mm-hmm. things that, that you you can absolutely do. Um, it was funny you, you mentioned on the website. So on my website, I have all my books. I have a resource page mm-hmm. or I, I think it's Goodreads or something on my website. And I have links to all of my books, except that now instead of going through Amazon, right, they just buy it through me. It's discounted from the Amazon. Not that I, I try to take money away from Amazon, um, but I, it goes directly You'll to me. You'll make more money. Yeah, you I'll make, make more, more money. money. I mm-hmm. make more money, but also it's cheaper for the people visiting my website. So I always mm-hmm. like to provide little discounts and little little bangs for their bucks, right? That's that's how I think that we mm-hmm. engage people, right? So there's so many things that you can do. And, you know, I gave them away. And when I speak, I give the book away. I sign them. People are really mm-hmm. touched and moved. And and I think that it's it builds our authority. And, and I like how you said it builds our confidence that we're sharing our message to, 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 for a greater cause. I think that's part of what inspires me to be part of these anthologies, Kath, because you're part of something bigger than yourself. I like that. I like community. I like supporting people, but I think the flip side is it helps you find your voice on a topic that like inspiring people to go from point A to point B. I know what I do. I had no idea that that could inspire others to take that Right, that journey. The my book, Ready Connect Grow, was about networking. Everybody approaches it a little bit differently. Everybody doesn't agree with my my way of doing things. So I love that we can bring this compilation together that people can read each chapter and say, Oh, I love what Kathy, Kathy said. I love this what Connie said, and I love this what Kurt said. Let me make that my own process now. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. That's a be- becomes a beautiful resource. So again, money can be made. It, it it's what you put out, right? What you put out is what you're going to mm-hmm. get back. Good in, good out, garbage in, garbage out. And we give everybody the opportunity, even if they think that what they've written is garbage, we're going to turn it around so that it's not. Yeah. Right. It right. Because you make, makes edit. them look good. It's, yeah. It's our job to make them look good. Yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. Mine didn't need much editing, right? Kath, wink, I'm nah, winking nah. not watching on YouTube, nah, right? Nah. He did no editing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I wish. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out of time, but here's the deal. Seriously, if you are thinking you have been thinking, you're unsure of what direction, you're unsure of what the book should be about because you have sometimes we have too many ideas. It's hard to narrow it down. Have a conversation with Kath like I did. It it truly was life-changing. Um, and that was three years ago. And she continues to amaze me and continues to include me uh, in these projects that end up being, I go, I don't have time. And then they hey, come end on, up we're doing being, this. Come on. We're just yeah. like, you're doing it, woman. Yeah. And I do it and I yeah. love it. And the repercussions are just exponential and wonderful. So I highly recommend having a, a conversation. So email Kathy at Kathy at DavisCreative.com. She also has a free gift, which by the way, is on her link tree link, which I'm going to put in the show notes. But before we talk about the free gifts, because I think it's many with you because you're like me, we're too generous. There's some freebies out there. Yeah, there's a lot of freebies she's got for you. But um, go to her website. Also, Uh, you'll see there's there's even more information additionally to what we've spoken to today. It's davischreativepublishing.com just for a little bit more insight. But the share with the free links. I'm going to give them the link tree. There's several things in there. Can you just share so people can navigate once they're in your link tree site? One of the the big hits is called uh, Know Your Publishing Options, and it compares the difference between DIY versus traditional versus all the everything in between, all the independence and all the DIY stuff. And it gives you a good world perspective of what's out there in the publishing world. Then we have another one on the top 100 book marketing tips. And there's a couple others out there that are just running out of my mind at this point. But those are the two biggest ones that people look for. Yeah. And again, we're salespeople. <laughs> we're responsible for sales in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? These are professionals that listen to the show. So the marketing one, I think, is really um, is a good one because you'll look through and think, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And there's your return on the investment, right? So it all works together. Um, great resource. So again, DavisCreativePublishing.com, uh, Kathy at DavisCreative.com, and the Linktree link uh, to go to Kathy's Linktree. You'll see all those little freebies in there um, as well. Kath, as always, thanks so much for sharing so much good information because I believe everybody's got a book in them. I just also believe people are afraid. Um, I, I, I'm going to sound stupid. We've right. We've got you because we have the writing coach and the editor and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't their first rodeo. Kathy's been doing this really for a lifetime. And then the other piece of the puzzle is I really believe that your book can make a difference. You just have to have the courage to explore and and be curious as to, hmm, what if I do do this? So my first recommendation, of course, is have a conversation with, well, my first recommendation is download the stuff so that you can look and explore and think, oh, I've got that. I've got that. I've got that. And realize that it's probably easier than you think. And then the second thing, I would jump on a call with Kath um, and just explore, let her know what you're thinking. And then I'm telling you, you'll have that strategic call like I did. For me, it was within 10 minutes um, to make the decision to move forward. And I hope it's as easy as that for all of you. Um, you have a zone of genius. Share it with the world, man. Don't keep it a secret. That's not cool. And that's not okay, right? So, Kev, thanks yeah. so much for being on. And you you simplify this complex world Um you just simplify. So I appreciate that. Thanks for that. Thank you, Connie. Yeah. Always a joy.
And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that, man, oh, man, there are so many opportunities out there. You got to just stand up and grab them and decide to be courageous and try something new. Information is a beautiful, I end on this all the time, Kat, so all the listeners are like, yeah, 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 we know, but I'm going to say it again. Information is a beautiful thing. If you do nothing with it, it's simply information. Once you take it and you put it into action, download Kathy's stuff. To me, that's one action step you can take. Easy peasy. Trust me, the magic on the back end is crazy cool. So again, um, check out Kathy. Thank you for listening. You've been tuning in to uh, Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.com. Thank you again, Kathy. And thank you all for joining me. I truly wish you an inspired week and I am honored to have you on this journey of changing your sales game um, with me. I do not take my this responsibility lightly and I do hope you enjoy the show every week. Please, please take the information and do something with it. I promise you magic will happen. I love you all and I will see you all next week. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks a million. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Follow.